welcome to Anchor Daily. Angie here, and today we're in Joshua chapter 5. Let's start today's podcast off with a few bad dad jokes. Hopefully you haven't already heard these from Matthew, our discipleship director. One, I had to get a new pair of scissors today. The old ones just weren't cutting it. Two, what do you do when you're in a knife fight with a group of clowns? Go for the juggler. Bada boom, bada bing. Okay, those are kind of dorky. But this chapter in Joshua is cutting edge. Or, or maybe it's more like cutting corners. Or maybe it's like cutting onions. I don't know. But if you're getting my drift, I think we can agree there is some type of cutting going on here. Dr. Todd Morris helps set the scene with this explanation. The very first verse of this chapter tells us that the heathen nations in Canaan saw the powerful manner in which the Lord brought his children through the Jordan and that they were totally demoralized by these events. It would seem that they were absolutely resigned to their fate. It would appear that this would be the perfect time for Joshua to lead the people forward into the attack. However, instead of commanding the people to go forward into battle, God commands them to stay at Gilgal and to do several things that on the surface seem very strange. It even appears that the things they are required to do puts them at risk before the enemy. End quote. So, what's happening? Well, the Israelites have crossed the Jordan, and they are about to get marching orders as to how to conquer the Promised Land. But in order to honor the covenant made with Yahweh, there is still something that needs to be done. Circumcision. For a Jew, circumcision was about the agreement between God and his people. It was a centuries-old agreement that started with Abraham. It was a sign that God chose one particular family to pour out his blessings on and through. It was a symbol that his people would remain faithful, and so would God. At the town of Gilgal, Joshua reinstated the covenant of circumcision. For whatever reason, in their 40 years of wandering, the practice had been put on hold. But now they are about to claim their prize to get the best that God has for them but they need to remember who they are and whose they are. Circumcision was a symbol of that for them. Dr. Todd Morris goes on to say, quote, While the ways of the Lord may seem strange to us, God is always right on time. He knows what he is doing even when we don't. It is not ours to understand what God wants us to do. It is for us to be obedient. And while there are things that appear in this chapter that seem strange against the backdrop of impending battle, the truth of the matter is that God is simply preparing his army to fight. He makes them engage in some things that appear odd to us, but let me remind you that God's people are often involved in battles that go far deeper than the spiritual or the physical realm. In fact, before the battle ever begins in the physical it has already begun in the spiritual. God's battles start as spiritual battles. If we expect to win spiritual battles, we must make the right kind of spiritual preparations. Israel appears ready for battle, 
They possessed a large army, and they faced an enemy that was terrified at their presence. However, God knew that they would never be ready to fight and win the battle until the proper spiritual preparations had been made. End quote. This is a great reminder for us. Sometimes we think we are ready to move forward with our plans, to conquer that next hill, to take down that foe, and to raise a victory flag. But the Lord is first concerned with the spiritual conditions of our hearts. Who are we putting our confidence in? How is Christ working in our hearts to change, mold, and grow us into his image? Are we actively putting off the sinful nature and picking up and putting on the armor of God? Praise Jesus for the work he has done as we live under the new covenant. God's moral law, the Ten Commandments, still unites us. But the sacrifices, rituals, and civil laws that were part of the old Mosaic Covenant are no longer active. We're not living under the laws of Moses. We're alive through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We see this especially related to us in the New Testament when Paul gives a new meaning to circumcision. Galatians 6.15 says, Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is a new creation. That is what is most important. Philippians 3.3 says, For it is who we are, the circumcision, who we worship by the Spirit of God, who glory in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh. And again, Paul says in Colossians 2.1, In him you were also circumcised, in the putting off of the sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ. Praise Jesus for the work he has done. To him be the glory. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to check out more podcasts just like this, you can go to Bethel.ch and you'll find amazing selections of podcasts and much more. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us with podcasts at Bethel.ch. See you next time.